Coffee does something to the mind. For some, it energizes and helps them think. For others, it helps calm them down and take away the day. For these two ladies, we still haven't figured out what it does. Charity, here's a list of 50 things you should tell your therapist about. Join us as two best friends with differing opinions take on life, faith, fear, and everything in between. It's okay to feel your feelings. I don't like it. This is the Unstable Brew. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Unstable Brew, where we discuss all things not quite normal, brewing up in our lives, this world, and even beyond. I'm Taylor. And I'm Charity. Let's get brewing. (laughs) We seem to be very consistent on that. I like it. I don't think I'm going to say hello, hello again. I feel like it just feels... No! No, It's so cute! I know, but it feels more fun to just say hello and welcome. Like, just to kind of... You do you. I know. You do you. I mean, I am the one who's doing the intro, so... That's true. I mean, you have all the power. I do have all the power. You and your power trip. (laughs) (sighs) It's a good one. It's a good ride. So, I learned something new this week. Oh, God. You know where I'm going. With I this. do know where you're going on this because I was in physical therapy Monday. Don't I look at my been phone. In mental therapy. I don't look at my phone, and then when I walk out, I look at my phone to see if there's any emails for work or anything like that, and then I see 45 messages in our group chat, and I'm like, uh huh. I discovered something, so. I need to start by helping our audience to understand something. No, I feel like you should just dive into it and then explain the situation. Okay, Okay. so first things first. I did not know that soybeans Uh and edamame are the exact same thing. I feel like they're cousins, but yeah, or they're pretty cousins, much. but they're 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 in the same family. I had no idea. <laughs> I had absolutely no idea. So I go to Starbucks. Because our local place is closed. And I go to Starbucks on Monday morning and I'm like, I'm going to get my little shaken oat milk espresso coffee thing. And they're out of the oat milk that I normally get. Right. So they're like, you can get coconut milk or you can get soy milk. And I'm like, well, I don't like coconut. So I guess I'll try soy milk. That should be good. Just so you know, coconut milk doesn't really have much of a taste. It's just relatively watered down. So that's kind of why I don't like it. Have you had it in coffee before? No. Then probably we should do that next time. Well, next time I won't have a choice. Now will I? No, you won't. (laughs) I learned after I left there, I'm taking a sip and I'm like, oh man, this is really, really good. Two minutes later, my ears are a little itchy. Hmm, my lips feel chapped. Were they chapped beforehand? That's probably fine. I can't really swallow that well. This isn't, hmm, this doesn't feel normal. Oh, look at that. I'm allergic. I think I'm allergic to soy milk. So I'm texting you and our girl group about this. I'm so glad that Christina was the one who saw it all. Christina's just like, yeah, we, like we were talking back and forth about it. She's like, with your allergies, so it doesn't really surprise me. And she was talking about soy milk and the soybeans. And she's like, you know, I think it another name for it or like a cousin of it is edamame. And I just stopped dead in my tracks. <laughs> Mind you, at this point, I'm logged on to work. So I'm like trying to focus on that. But I look down and I see her message and I just freeze. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What is it called? She goes, it's edamame. And I'm like, I'm severely allergic 
to edamame. Surprise! You're <laughs> severely allergic to soybeans. So I just went down this entire rabbit hole. And my mind in that moment, I think, exploded because I just, I lost all function. I couldn't stop <laughs> laughing. I couldn't stop crying. I was literally sitting there at my desk just having a complete and total mental breakdown of, how did I not know that they were the same thing and what makes it worse i have like an entire problem where my body is like oh this is healthy you can't have that and it's only with fruit right yeah it's fruits and some vegetables but it's mostly fruit so i have this thing called oral allergy syndrome oas Yes, people always laugh at me when I call it that, but that is the name of it. Please, listeners, Google this. Do your research. I promise I, we're not I had you. never heard of it before. I discovered it when I was doing my own research about six or seven years ago and was officially diagnosed about three years ago. Oh, I didn't know you got an official diagnosis I got an it. official diagnosis of it. Um, he's like, yeah, you're you're just, <laughs> there's no way this could be anything else. So what it is, I'm surprised it's- surprised <laughs> you don't have an EpiPen because of this. You know, you're supposed to have I'm one, aren't you? supposed to have an EpiPen. Oh my God. Do you know how expensive EpiPens are? I'm American aware. medical, just- all of it, all of it is crap. <laughs> I mean, that's I'm, a given. If I die because I don't have an EpiPen, part of it, like 10% of it is pure stubbornness. How much is an EpiPen? Uh, at one point in time, one EpiPen could cost you anywhere between $600 and $800. Oh, <laughs> And then the pharmaceutical companies were sued. And right. I think now you might be able to get one for around 300 that's still ridiculous it's still ridiculous yes it is absolutely ridiculous there's zero reason for it to be that much i have um my sister-in-law actually works in pharmaceuticals and she can probably get me one kind of cheap and even then i'm probably looking at like a hundred dollars good night alive and i'm like if i die die, at this point it's 10 percent stubbornness 90 percent our healthcare is just crap. <laughs> so explain a little bit more about what OAS is and what are some of the fun ways you have discovered and become slightly more depressed because it's <laughs> been a roller coaster. T- every time I eat something, it's like, we'll just see what happens. <laughs> I like I remember I it's probably only been like a few months at this point. You were like you messaged the girl group and you're like, oh my gosh, I can eat, I found something that won't kill me. I can eat blueberries. And I kid you not, three days later, yep. you went, I can't have I can blueberries no anymore. <laughs> That's the issue with this is like, so with normal allergies, they'll constantly tell people, you know, like introduce it into your diet slowly. Mm-hmm. So like people with peanut allergies, sometimes they'll allow them to do like little tiny drops of peanut oil under their tongue once a week or something like that so they can slowly build an immunity to it and eventually they'll no longer have allergic reactions or the reaction that they have is a lot smaller. It's the exact opposite with OAS. So what it started with was apples. Apples was my absolute favorite growing up. And then one day, I can specifically remember the very first reaction. You were in college. I was in high school. Wait, oh. I was in high school, and I was walking back to class after lunch, and I was eating my apple, and I had taken like two or three bites, 
And suddenly, like, my throat started feeling a little swollen. My mouth was itchy. My lips were super itchy and red and irritated. And I'm like, this is weird. This has never happened before. It can't be the apple because I've eaten apples every single day of my life. I love apples. There's no way I'm allergic to it. But every time I ate one after that, it just kept getting worse. So then I switched to pears. Same thing happened. At that point, it took, like, I think I ate pears for about a year or two. Uh Uh-huh. And then that developed an allergy. And then I tried peaches. And then that one went into full-out hives. Yeah, that one you can't even (sighs) get around. Like, you can't have anything peach-related. I cannot have anything peach-related. And yet you still tempt fate. I try. Um. I'm not taking taking you... all four of us have determined we're not taking you to the ER if you purposefully consume peach knowing damn well about your allergy. You know what? When you're allergic to the entire world, sometimes you just got to see what happens. This is not me in any way condoning eating something that you know you're allergic to. Please don't try to kill yourself on my stupid behalf. This is my life and I choose to be stupid the way that I plan. Like, it's fine for me. I'm not, but I'm basically, not on this. So what it is, is I am so severely allergic to most pollens, most trees, most grasses, that even the fruit and vegetables that grow in an area with the pollen that I'm allergic to, the specific chemical makeup of the fruits will absorb the pollen and... That's what I'm having an allergic reaction to. So you can't eat like raw, like the fresh fruits and some of the vegetables. If I cook it or if I, there are some people with OAS that all they have to do is shred the skin. You tried that with apples. I tried that with apples. I still have an allergic reaction. It's not as bad with the skin. So if I just skin the apple, I can have it. And at that point, maybe it just like annoys my lips and uh-huh. my mouth or something, but it's not as bad. Right. Um, another thing I could do is I can cook the apple. I can actually skin it and put it inside a microwave for 30 seconds and eat it and be perfectly fine. Interesting. I don't recommend it. It doesn't taste that great. No, if you're going <laughs> to go through all of that effort, might as well make like an apple pie or something. I, I do sometimes, especially this time of year, I'll chop it up real finely and mm-hmm. sprinkle some cinnamon sugar on it and i'll yeah, put it in the oven there you go one makes your house smell phenomenal and two i can have it with no reaction so oas is just nothing but one big pain in the butt for someone who loves eating healthy who loves eating fruits and vegetables and all this but every single year it's like oh no i've developed a whole new allergy it's, i can't eat blueberries i can't eat strawberries i can't eat pistachios or any really type of nut tree uh tree nut i'm just a walking bubble person who's living life on the edge because the longer i go without eating it the smaller the reaction is so sometimes i'll have like a piece of peach cobbler or apple pie just to kind of see well, maybe this time I won't have a reaction. Yeah, but peaches you're like extremely allergic to. Yeah, peaches, it, it like I can't even cook it out. No, because like you tried it, like we tried a, you tried it like a peach margarita several years and back. And my entire jaw went numb. Yep. It was so bad. I'm we like, this so, is terrible. We were so annoyed with you too. <laughs> that's a, fu- that's a, that's a, I feel Every like- once in a while I'll just take a random bite of an apple or a random bite of like a strawberry or something. I'm like, I just want to see what happens. Oh, nope. Still allergic. Can't do that. That's well, just like your husband purposefully eating preserved pineapple so he could get out of an exam in high school. We are made for each other. 
And yeah, I just called you out, Daniel. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you've had um, yet another fun discovery of allergies and the never ending list of complications (laughs) that you have to deal with. Have you told have you told your therapist about you testing fate as frequently as you do? I no. probably should tell her. So what that, you need to that do could be a problem, actually. What it's called, it's called self harm. I'm sure. Um, what you need to do is because so, I have like, some. Coworkers. I'm not intentionally trying to kill myself. I also just kind of don't really care what happens. Like we'll just see what happens. We'll see. Yeah. So what you I'm need, sure it'll be fine. What you need to start doing is you need to write down like a list of things that you should probably bring up to your therapist. I'm like that oh, would be that would I be organized. Probably, I should probably not mention organized. this. Um, maybe this is a good topic to d- discuss on our monthly meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Attempted to eat strawberry this month, despite knowing that I'm deathly allergic to strawberries. How'd that work out for you? Not well. No. <laughs> I, hey, I mean, we're talking about the fact that I ordered this venti soy drink this week. You also week. didn't put two and two together. I drank that entire thing. And they're telling me not to drink this as I'm texting them back and forth about this. And I'm like, you know, I paid $6 for this drink. I am not going to let this stupid allergy prevent me from living my life. I'll just drink it a little slower. My ears got itchy. My nose was running. My throat was closing up a little bit. It was fine. Oh, my god! I still finished a drink and I'm still here today. Again, I am not condoning this behavior. This is just my stupidity. Uh, I got, I got. And this is the look of my on all of my friends' faces. It is. You can see us right now. This is the look on all of my friends' faces because they're all tired of me. We've been dealing with this bullcrap from you for like ten years now, and it's never going to change. You're just like going to get worse. It it is. (laughs) I'm not taking you to the ER. We've already taken you to the ER once. We're not doing it again. I tried to drink water. That's a, look, okay. That's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother story. (laughs) We're all, there's a reason, there's a reason we decided to name our podcast The Unstable Brew. Nothing about this is stable. Nothing Nothing about this is stable. stable. Speaking of not being stable, I have done a thing that I'm, I'm very so proud of you thank you um so obviously I'm mentally unwell for <laughs> many reasons I have severe anxiety I would not be surprised if I get diagnosed with chronic anxiety so we joke about this a lot I mean obviously the name of our podcast is the unstable brew all we do is joke about our unment our un- mental instability that word our mental instability but I mean there is some seriousness behind it we want to make sure that overall we are healthy. We're not too mentally unstable to where we need a grippy sock vacation. Um, so a what? A grippy sock vacation. Oh, I had to process what you said. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I don't like so, the idea of having to be like, like thrown into a straitjacket. Exactly. Like, I don't so we hug want to myself. make sure. That we take care of each other and take care of ourselves before we reach that point in life. So I'm very proud of you on the steps that you've taken. Yes. So um, I've had some harsh realities slap me in the face, rightfully so. And I have started taking these steps to finally get my mental health in check. I'm very proud of myself. I have my 
first therapy session. So whenever this is going to release um, the Friday before Thanksgiving, which um, also means I will officially have my first therapy session. And I'm like super excited. Well, it's one of it's my first therapy session. We'll see if this is the one that I stick with. Um, I'm actually very lucky that I have coworkers who are pro therapist and have even even today I was telling I was like I have my first like very proudly was like I have my first therapy session this Friday and I'm so excited and they're like we're proud of you and they also I love that you have that environment I know it's great um they also made it a point to express don't feel bad about shopping around for therapists. Sometimes you outgrow your therapist. Sometimes the one you first find isn't necessarily the one for you. Yeah. So it's okay to look around for the one that you click with. Exactly. Um, So we'll see how Friday goes. Mm. I probably will give her a few sessions just to kind of see if there's like a good connection. If not, then I have other people at work that I can go, hey, can I get your like therapist information so then I can reach out and see if they end up being a good fit for me. So I'm really thankful that I have um, that kind of very – healthy and incredibly encouraging environment with coworkers that are just kind of like yay therapy it's good for you with that being said i um i mean i'll be pretty pretty transparent on this i think that's probably the best way we should run this podcast is just be transparent because other people are going to have the same Mm. probably similar situations or stories um up until recently i also was a cannabis consumer i heavily consumed um, marijuana when I could get it and then I also consumed Delta 9 um, that's a lot easier and it is technically legal within the state of Texas and so I was heavily using that I could almost consider myself a habitual smoker yeah um I realized that I became self-aware of I wasn't I wasn't using it for a fun thing I was using it to numb my feelings and my emotions so I have been sober for a week now I stopped I like I because originally I was gonna like oh I'm gonna finish my vape pen and then I'll stop Mm -hmm. and then something happened and I just went to bed and I just think I'm like if I let myself finish this vape pen, it's just going to give myself yet another excuse to prolong this bad habit of mine and not really take charge and start this journey. So I did not finish the pen. You didn't finish it? No. I, I am so proud of you. I, also, I thought that you did. No, I also didn't throw it away either because I want to be able to go back to it for yeah. funsies. Um, but I did stick it in a drawer in my house. Just kind of tucked it away. I just tucked it away. And I'm like, okay, if it's out of sight, out of mind, I can't mess with it. Eventually the battery is going to die in it. So I can't like necessarily like go to it and just hit it whenever. Yeah. Um, last week when Matt was working, there was one night where I kind of like really wanted to hit it. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not going to allow myself to do this because again, I'm wanting to do better. And this is the first step of I got to feel my fucking emotions, even if I don't want to. I hate feeling this because yes. I'm incredibly anxious. My I didn't register how bad my anxiety was until Monday. It was 
awful. The it was first a bad day, day that you really felt your anxiety yes. without being able to numb and, it. And the, and the thing is, is it was one of those things of like, I could feel my heart racing. I could feel that I was having issues breathing and I could just, I could tell that I was having <clears> this anxiety <throat> moment. But because I knew it was anxiety, I also was trying to like tell myself like, it's okay. It's okay. Like just battle through it. Like, Take and deep so breaths, find it a was, way to ground yourself. It was, I did not. <laughs> I just dealt with the anxiety for the rest of the well, day. Well, I mean, sometimes that's what you have to do but the more that you're able to do it in a healthy feeling place where you're not numbing it away the more you'll actually be able to find healthy coping mechanisms find ways to naturally ground you back to reality so my what i would like to do with my mental health journey is i am self-aware enough that i know i need medication right now yeah i have issues with that for personal reasons um because my brother kind of was one of those boys who unfortunately got to deal with a lot of the adhd cocktail medications Um, I also was a teenager who made a comment about wanting to self-harm and instead of my parents trying to find help for me, they kind of immediately threw me into an office with the same person who was prescribing my brother like all of these ADHD medication cocktails and she just kind of prescribed me some kind of antidepressant. Really? And like left it at that. So I was on that for a month, hated the feeling of it and just completely stopped taking it. Um, yeah, so, because it's so easy to be put on something that doesn't actually help. It can make things worse mm-hmm. or it can just completely numb you out if I felt, to where you don't feel anything, which also is not helpful. I felt that it numbed me more than anything. So yeah. I have a little bit of an issue with medication. And so it's kind of another reason why it's taken me so long to get to this point. But what I'm currently doing is not only do I have a therapy session this Friday, which I'm super excited about, but I'm also trying to get in simultaneously trying to get into a psychologist's office because I would like to be evaluated. Because the thing is, is I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to say all this. And the therapist is like, I'm going to recommend a psychologist for you because they're going to give you an official diagnosis. Yeah. I'm like, let's just go ahead and like get this done simultaneously exactly. taking care of type and deal. it'll also help your therapy mm-hmm. to be able to work even better because then you know specifically what to target correct so i want to go through therapy i'm wanting to get into a psychologist's office so i can get evaluated i want a full evaluation and then get an official diagnosis i will get on the medication that they recommend i will vocalize any of the feelings that I'm getting whether it's working whether we should change it and stuff like that because what I would like to do is I would like to work through my issues feel a bit of normalcy and ultimately I would like to either get weaned off of medication altogether or if that isn't possible realistically for me I would like to be on the lowest dosage possible so that's kind of my game plan we'll see See, how well that works that was my game plan (laughs) And now I'm on the highest dosage and it's beginning to wear off. So, Um, I mean, but that's just kind of how it is. And it's not because over time I just got used to it. So now I need the higher dose. It's I just have that severe of anxiety mm -hmm. to where over time I needed more to help handle the amount of anxiety that I have. Yeah. That's not necessarily going to be the case with you. And if you do this from the beginning with a therapist and with a psychologist, you might be able to prevent that from happening to you. That's what I'm hoping for. And the other thing is, is I would like to see if I actually am like a neurodivergent person 
am yeah. and which part of the spectrum that I fall under. Because the thing is, is I also know that if I am something along those lines, I think I'm ADHD because the internet tells me so. But I yeah. would like a <laughs> medical professional to tell me. Yeah. Um, that attributes a lot to the level of anxiety and depression that I experience. And, and so if you if can I find can, coping mechanisms if I can for be that. put on proper medication for something like that to and also simultaneously learn coping mechanisms, mm-hmm. then I can also hopefully help battle my anxiety and my depression. So it's yeah. just it's a lot. I feel bad for whoever ends up being like my go-to therapist because boy, do I have a list. I don't feel to bad unpack. for my therapist. I don't feel bad for my therapist. In fact, that's the people pleaser side think, of me. That's the people pleaser side oh, of me. But look at it this way: don't feel bad at the for them. Be excited for them for the journey you're about to take them down. <laughs> Because my point of view is if I have to suffer, so do you. It's probably not a healthy point of view, but I think it's going to be fun either way. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be fun either way. We're going to have fun. We're going to laugh. We're going to cry. It's going to be an adventure. I expect (laughs) I'm going to cry. I know that there's a lot of stuff I've got to, like, unpack. So that's going to be fun and interesting. So, yeah, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. All right. So in today's episode with Thanksgiving seriously only like a week away that's I'm so excited. wild um we wanted to discuss all uh, all things that we're grateful for we've had several serious episodes come out at this point um and so we wanted to kind of take a step back and kind of have fun focus on the holidays because why we decided to do this around halloween i don't know <laughs> it was like oh holiday time that makes perfect sense this to, is like, the time to start do let's it. do this yeah like I, I don't know what we were thinking <laughs> hey it, it's easy content is what it is until we end up running out it's family trauma you never run out <laughs> <laughs> Woo! on the note of family trauma let's talk about what we're grateful for <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> but i mean obviously this time of year family can be crazy and exhausting your family's crazy that's for sure um <laughs> So, obviously, family can be crazy and terrifying and just all over the place. But, you know, Thanksgiving is all about surrounding yourself with loved ones and focusing on all of the good in your life. Some good changes, good growth, um, good news, just all of it. So, there's no pressure of buying gifts or thinking about if you spend enough money or if somebody else spent more money than you. It's all just about... Being with your family, being with your friends, eating lots of food, and having fun. It's why it's my favorite holiday. And while we know that not everyone gets to be with their loved ones this holiday, or maybe someone special is missing from the table this year, or maybe even you don't speak with your family, and holidays can be just hard because of it, we want to make a fun episode of discussing all the things that we are grateful for this time of year in hopes of giving people a little bit of joy and laughter. Also, remember, family is so much more than blood. So if you're not speaking with your family this year, lean on friends. I know I heavily do. Um, I know from experience just how much more they can mean to a person during special moments. I mean, I've had several incidents in my life where I ended up leaning more heavily on my friends than my own family. Yeah. Because I felt like I got the honest, genuine support that I needed. Um, 
honestly, look, we need to start doing uh, Friendsgiving again. Well, I know this year we had planned on going over to our friend's house the weekend after Thanksgiving. So I think we're going to kind of do like a little bit of a a Friendsgiving type thing. It might not have like turkey and all the food (gasps) and stuff. No, what? Now that Matt and I have moved back next year, it was kind of last minute. I know this to be able to throw this together, but we really should try and plan like we should do like a full like an actual Friendsgiving because it's been forever since like yes. we've been, I mean it's been like almost three years since we lived here and you're a lot closer mm-hmm. and honestly now our, like our friendship is kind of more solidified as more of like our yeah. chosen family so I think next year we should try and we play should it. do like a full Friendsgiving we should do a full Friendsgiving amongst all of the chaos of your family and, and your all husband. the children and all the people oh my gosh it's Ooh, gonna be so your, much fun your backyard will be all nice together I know <laughs> the I'm little so things so charity i know that this year it may be especially hard for you with it being your first thanksgiving without your dad does your family have any big plans for thanksgiving this year are you planning on honoring him in any way like what how do you how does how is your family planning on celebrating thanksgiving this year knowing that there's an empty spot at the table because I think wasn't it last year about this time you're he was in the hospital so you were dealing with a lot of that too so last year he got what's called the tips procedure in October Mm -hmm. and the tips procedure is kind of like a last ditch effort in trying to salvage a failing a failing liver Mm -hmm. and obviously that did not work nope they think yeah they think it contributed to um an an infection in his lung that eventually caused his organs to shut down. So this time last year, he was actually doing much better. Okay. The TIPS procedure kind of helped clear some of the disease in his brain because when your liver begins to fail, it causes chemicals to get really imbalanced. Yeah. And it can kind of, it's not dementia. It but throws it, you it, off. It throws off your brain really bad and so... It, all of that had leveled off. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of back to being normal other than, you know, just being sick. Yeah. Um, and so it was kind of like he was around. He was having fun. Um, he I don't remember him coming out. Last year for Thanksgiving, I think he spent all of Thanksgiving in bed. I think you mentioned something in the chat that that was kind of one of the things she didn't like was just he was just... It it felt like we'd gone through this huge life-saving effort and he wasn't coming back out. Now looking back on it, I'm realizing this was actually around the time that his infection had started. Got it. Um, Was literally the week of Thanksgiving, he had started complaining of a cough and having difficulty breathing. Right. So, things to discuss in therapy. Yay! (laughs) Write that list. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, what we normally do for Thanksgiving is um, we all go to my parents' house and we'll have turkey like my brother makes a turkey and i don't know what that man does to the turkey but it's the best turkey i've ever had in my life does he deep fry it no he he smokes it i think but whatever it is that he does to it you know how in a turkey white meat is the driest portion of the turkey even his white meat is the most moist portion of anything like it is good 
turkey. I'm going to have to try a bite of that because I've stopped eating turkey at Thanksgiving. Because it's so dry? Because it's so dry. Not, not my brother's. Every single time. I've tried it in so many different mm-hmm. forms, so many different ways it's cooked. And every single you time, can, I'm like, it's dry. And you I can ask it. my husband. My brother can make a turkey better than anyone you've ever met. Mm-hmm. That is good turkey. Okay. So my brother makes a turkey. Uh, my sister-in-law or my aunt will bring some mac and cheese i bring the diabetes maker which is my diabetes yam which is my dad's recipe it's this just sounds it's so uh, scary diabetes 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 so yam. i'm not i'm not gonna give out the recipe because it's family secret but basically and sugar and brown sugar basically it's just you didn't say butter no. butter 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 sugar more Brown, butter more butter yeah. <laughs> and more sugar it's that's that's it that's all it is it's butter and sugar and butter and sugar and then you throw a couple yams in there <laughs> it's so no. good it is so good um, so we have i'm gonna so, take your word for that and oh, never try it it's amazing so we do that we have all the food we've got pies and then we sit down we watch the football game we just have like a great day of yeah. it we do that till about four o'clock and then we go over to my husband's house and we see all of his family watch some football games over there you're making a face because i know his family and there's so many of them there used to be and that's actually kind of what makes it sad so Has it i mean smaller? i say there's used there used to be like you know people have died that's not the case no they've (laughs) they've gotten married we've all grown up they're living their own lives i think like Like he has a a couple of cousins have just moved away um to colorado another set got married last year and they spent last year with his family we literally just found out before yeah, like starting as we, this as recording. As we were setting up as for we today's recording. Up, his other cousin got engaged, which, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for. We've been waiting for this for a long time. I'm stoked for their wedding. Um, so, and it's just so, like, over time you grow up, people create their new traditions, which is fine. But yeah. it's kind of sad when... You know, when we first got married, there was literally like 30 of us all over there. It was there. a deal. Like, exactly. It was, it was a huge deal. And so now it's a lot smaller, but it's still a lot of fun, you know. Yeah. Uh, whoever can make it. We all go over to my husband's parents' house and we have lots of food. We just kind of snack and it's just like a fun evening. Yeah. So this year, obviously, will be different. It'll be a little bit harder. My husband and I have not discussed if the fact that, you know, my dad's not going to be there this year, it's going to change our schedule at all. I don't think it will just because, I mean, at this point, it's something that we would have had to have discussed by now. Yeah. Have you ever considered, uh, which is completely up to you guys, obviously, but have you guys ever considered trying to do Thanksgiving at y'all's house and trying to bring your family and his family together? We might do that. The other thing is like... I mean, it's too late now. Well, yeah, but my mom, you know, for years she rented and rented and rented. Her and my dad rented. And so they were finally able... My mom had more student debt than anyone I'd ever met for a teacher, not for a doctor. And it's not because she took out a lot of loans. It's because of interest. Again, American economy is... uh, I digress. Anyways, so because she's been a teacher for so long, that finally got forgiven. She was able to buy a house. And it was like a huge, great thing. 
And so we kind of like being able to go over there and celebrate. It's her house and it's so nice. And it is kind of like a middle place between us being, you know, to the east and we've got other family out to the west. We can all kind of gather there. So it just makes sense. But I mean, it's it is going to be weird without him there. In some instances, it's kind of like last year was like a trial run. Yeah. Because he was there, but he wasn't there. Yeah. He was in the room the entire time. But you were probably feeling different emotions at that point. It was, it was probably it was very emotions. different emotions. It was probably emotions of frustration of like, why aren't you out here? Mm-hmm. You just had this life-saving, you know, procedure. You should be spending time with your family. This is the time for you to be thankful. Yeah, that that's basically and, everything that I was feeling last year. And so this year, I have guilt over feeling that right. last year, knowing that he was getting sick again. But you didn't But know. I didn't know that last year. Because he was keeping it to himself. He, wa- he, uh, he much- wasn't. He, he okay. let us know that he wasn't feeling good. But when you hear from someone that they're not that feeling, feeling good, good. And they've done it for, for years. For decades yeah. at this point. It's like another day. When, you, don't when, think, you don't have the sympathy anymore. Yeah. You when my husband first met me, when we first started dating, he used to, you know, not in a mean way, but in an honest, loving way, say, you know, I was kind of cold hearted towards my dad. Right. When it came to him talking about his health. Right. And I was like, well... You, you, kind of, you kind of have to be when you grow up going to hospitals all the time yeah. in the middle of the night because of another migraine, because of another uh, pancreas issue, because of another this, another that. You either grow to become scared all the time yep, or, or you, you just, completely yeah. get numb to it. And you, that's the point that I had gotten. So when he was saying that he was sick again, to us, it was just, okay, it's just another bout of something. Yep. We had no idea that it would become what it was. Yeah. And so there's some guilt to that. There's going to be missing him. Yeah. And I mean, there was always a thing with him and my brother and the turkey on who's going to cut it, who's going to cook it. And so this year, that's not going to happen. So it's going to be sad. But we're going to find ways to kind of overcome that and have fun with it. One thing that I'm actually really grateful for this year Um, which is like one of my things that I'm grateful for is the fact that when we all kind of sit down and go around and talk about what we're grateful for, I can say, yeah, dad's not here and that's sad, but there's so much good that has come from him not being here that I am grateful for. Beforehand, we couldn't go on family vacations because he was too sick to go. Or if he did go, we couldn't do anything adventurous because he, he couldn't get yeah, out of bed. He couldn't do anything. So it was like we'd go to a cabin or something and that would be it. And we'd all be out doing stuff and having fun and he would be back at the cabin. Right. So now it's like we're constantly doing something. You know, we went to Tennessee this past summer. We're planning possibly the, going to the cabin again here pretty soon as well as we're you planning another done. cruise. It's Seriously, re- you're a mom. It feels my mom's living her best Woo, life. Man. Like, I'm so proud of her. She is living her best life. I'm sad to know that. That's like, not to disrespect my dad. Like no, she, no, no. she is doing everything that she can to get back out there and to live her She's life. Choosing and I'm proud to of her. Move forward and live her life and not 
kind of wallow and mourn about the loss of the partner that she yeah. spent so many years with. She's learning she how to feel with. her feelings yeah. while also not letting it prevent her from living her life. Yeah. She's grown closer to my dad's sister, my aunt. They're going out doing stuff. They went out to celebrate, you know, what would have been my mom and dad's 33rd wedding anniversary. Oh, I was going to ask you how that went. That cause... was fun. They went on a scavenger hunt through oh, Fort Worth. Oh, that's what that was. They found one stop on the scavenger hunt and then they quit and went shopping i'm not surprised by that outcome my my aunt is 100 the giver of my chaos and so hearing their stories is just so much fun because i get my sense of direction from my mom my sense of chaos from my aunt and so when you put the two of them together it's literally like an entire day of just me making all the plans and then good following God. the map it's not a great no. idea <laughs> It's not a great idea, but it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a reason you don't plan this stuff. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason. There's a reason Desiree has taken the rain. I don't have the anxiety. Like, my anxiety is way too through the roof, and I can't f-ing handle any of y'all with y'all's, like, it's fine. We'll be there on time. I'm like, no, we said we need to be there at 2 o'clock. We should have left here at 1 o'clock because we need to accommodate for my any kind of traffic, motto. even if it's 10 minutes down the road. Like, we need to, like, be there as early as possible. At the no. My life motto at this point, 100%, is it's fine. It'll be fine. In the end, it'll all work out. Who cares? Like, I know you're having like a pure panic attack over nope, there. No, nope. like, don't trust me. I need you it's to understand. Fine. I say all this on the outside. On the inside, I feel what you're feeling. You're screaming. You're I'm just screaming. To stay as calm. I have possible. learned to mask it well. And to just throw it in a bin way, way over there. And if I do that, maybe I don't feel it. That's not how that works. You write that down. That's for your therapist. <laughs> I'm gonna start making a checklist every single time you say something in the group chat. I'm like, you should probably talk to your therapist about this. Oh, okay. That's another is thing. This you not healthy. T- oh, oh well, well. Mm, that's not. This that's is my life. Charity, here's a list of fifty things you should tell your therapist about <laughs> in your monthly meeting. I'm so sorry. But I mean, like, I'm really... You're a poor deaf therapist. I can see right now. You just be like, send my poor deaf therapist. Like, it's normal. She's deaf. Okay. She's deaf. But I can just just imagine her. She's going to hear that. And she's like, I'm going to just, like, turn my hearing aids down. (laughs) Look, I say that. It doesn't help. She can read lips. (laughs) That means she's still getting the information, but she doesn't have to hear it. That's true. Look, I say that Daniel and I had a teacher in high school who had hearing aids and he would turn his hearing aids down, which was terrible because we knew what decibel to whisper at. Oh, my gosh. So whenever he turned his, because you see his finger go into his ear and it would just kind of twist a little bit and he would turn his hearing aid down because we were too loud or he would hear something. So we at that point, we knew what decibel to like start whispering at. So then we would just an entire pre-AP and AP English class like, what's the answer to number five? It's B. Cool. You just outed yourself to all the world. (laughs) We graduated in 2011. What are they going to do? Revoke your diploma? Right? (laughs) I have a college degree and I have a career. What are you going to do? Everything's fine. 
But yeah, so I'm grateful for my aunt. I'm grateful for my mom. I'm grateful for the fact that my son is getting to have all of these experiences and these adventures. Like <gasps> That's true. Exactly. Like he's able to have all of these new memories with our family now yeah. of actually getting out there and having adventures. Like, yes, it's heartbreaking that my dad isn't here anymore. And I'm obviously handling that. And sometimes not. It's fine. It's But it's... There's a lot of good that has also come from it. Yeah. And I'm learning to be able to be happy about that without feeling guilty about it, if that makes sense. It makes complete and total sense. Um, I can say, you know, I understand having like that first Thanksgiving without a loved one being mm-hmm. there. Um, several years ago, unfortunately, you know, Matt's grandmother passed away and like the last time I got to see her was for her birthday yeah and like I made it a point I'm like I am not missing this woman's 90th freaking birthday I'm going to be there and that was the last time I actually got to see her that was the last time I got to hug her and her birthday's in July so think about that July was the last time I got to see her and she like passed away in like October oh god so it uh, and Matt talked to her a little bit more Kelly ended up learning how to FaceTime so that way they would be able she would go to the nursing home or the hospital wherever she would go um because her health was just deteriorating so badly so he was able to video chat her but like I didn't get to do any of that you had your closure in July it doesn't feel like it because yeah. it's still like I will say out of all of the grandparents that I've been thankful and blessed with you know she was probably the one grandparent that I really actually like had like that that connection that with. grandparent grandchild connection she wasn't even my grandparent which is adorable she's not even she's your not grandparent even, she's not even blood to me she was <laughs> she was my husband's Mimi but like I still saw her as my Mimi because yeah. like she genuinely cared she what, loved you genuinely cared what was going on in our lives it was so easy to talk to her and like goof off with her and joke with her and so even now I still have those moments of like like, even talking about her, I kind of want to cry. <laughs> yeah. Because I miss that woman so much. I'm sorry. Holy <laughs> It's okay to feel Emotions. your feelings. <laughs> I don't like it. Turn it off. <laughs> I want them to be off. But yeah, so I understand what it feels like to kind of have like that first Thanksgiving with a really important loved one not being there anymore yeah. when you've gotten so used to like... My Thanksgiving's a little bit different. Yeah, so explain it. Um, I don't have Thanksgiving with my family. I don't travel to two hours away to go have Thanksgiving with my family. I haven't actually had Thanksgiving with my family in way too many years to count. Wow. Um, my Thanksgiving has always been spent with Matt's family. Okay. And part of the reason behind that is because there's a two-hour difference like distance wise so it's a little bit harder to plan that out and I've always either had to work or like like work and school just never allowed that ability to travel around Thanksgiving time so we usually try to figure out Christmas so Thanksgiving has always been with Matt's family it's his mom it's his aunts it's his cousins that are much much older than him and let me tell you it is so strange to go from the oldest of the like children, the grandchildren, the children to being the youngest and having massive age gap. 
boy, it is weird. It is <laughs> so weird to be like at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to that. Um, Matt only has two cousins that are married and they have kids themselves. And so it's very small yeah. for us. And Mimi was always a huge part of that. Um, so when we had our first Thanksgiving, it was the first Thanksgiving not only without her, but it was the first Thanksgiving where it was just me, Matt, and my mother-in-law. Because it was in uh, TK. Yeah. Is where we had our first Thanksgiving without her. And I was working at a retail store, so I had to work Black Friday. So I couldn't travel at all. So um, my mother-in-law made the drive to us and spent Thanksgiving with us because it was easier that way. Um, So that was very weird. This year will be the first Thanksgiving that we have been back. And we'll be having with his family. And it's also going to be different and unique because usually we would travel to McKenney to his cousin's house. And this year we're having it here. Wow. Because his cousin in McKenney is the only one who lives far away. His two aunts. One That's of his right. Other they cousins, all moved they here. They all live here now. Is so weird. It is very weird so we're having it at one of his aunt's house and she kind of has more of an open area so yeah. like everyone can chit chat that'll be nice you won't really have to travel no we won't we'll probably eat around lunchtime because one of his cousins um also goes to um his wife's families in the evening mm-hmm. we're probably just gonna have thanksgiving there and then we're just gonna go home and wow. like chill for the rest of the day that'll be nice though because you'll still get to have that time with family and then you can have time with yourselves oh yeah i mean honestly there's a few people that i could care less if they were there or not but it is what it is whatever um i'm cordial about my interactions so that's all that matters is i'm cordial hey just remember my therapist said that my dad is more than welcome to join our thanksgivings um obviously he's a rock so he's gonna be there but she's like yeah place him on the table like make it like that's how you honor him is he can still be there at the table with y'all um just don't throw him at anybody yeah i love that you're so- <laughs> like, just don't throw, just him, don't at throw him at anybody she doesn't that care. was like her general rule she's like oh cool you're going out like with him you you want to honor so with him on thanksgiving just, just don't about, throw him just the, can we just stop about the fact that she's had enough sessions with you to have to make a warning of like just don't throw your dad at people think about <laughs> the self-realization oh my gosh <laughs> that never clicks with me because one thing that i'm really bad about is masking yep like i do it without even realizing that yep. i'm doing it especially in therapy i have to remind myself you don't have to smile you don't have to make this like a fun time it's therapy it's not meant to be fun correct um, it's I, meant to feel i'm not meant feelings. to look mentally stable she knows i'm not mentally stable otherwise i wouldn't be here correct and we wouldn't be so the fact that despite me still doing that she still knows to give me the warning to not throw him at anybody yeah that's impressive yeah that's very impressive and that's that's what add on the fact that she's deaf (laughs) she's deaf and you see her once a month you see why i see her she's good she's very good she's a lovely lady 
She seems fun. She is. But yes, so please be cordial. Don't throw anything I, or anybody I am, at anybody. <laughs> I am incredibly cordial. I. It's kind of funny because even when we're doing, the, the thing is, is for Matt and I, our th- usually we show up at these Thanksgivings and we like lightly talk, but there, because mm-hmm. there's such an age gap. It's difficult for y'all to it's connect. It's so difficult for us to connect because what Matt and I are into, like no one else is into, no one else is going to talk about, yeah. you know, they're talking about other stuff and like, that's just like, we don't care. We're unfortunately those people who are just like on our phones, like watching TV or we'll like sit with each other and we'll kind of yeah. chit chat. Um, he does have a cousin who uh, she tries to make it a little bit more fun. And so she will try and like do some like random f- activity that we yeah. can do. Like... Uh, I think one of the ones, it was like, you know, you have this huge ball that's like wrapped in uh, Christmas wrapping or cellophane. Yes! And you have to like roll the dice. Yes! And so what it is, is you have someone who has like this oven mitt on and you have to unwrap it. And the person next to you has to roll the dice and you keep rolling until you get like doubles or something like that. Yes! And as soon as that happens, then like it has to be passed on. You have to do that as quickly as possible. And like whatever you like unwrap in your time, like that's what you get. And it's yeah. like, it's small stuff. Like every so like there's like $1 bills. Usually there's like one good prize of like 20 bucks or something like that. Or you'll get like the little packets or random candy. So she tries to do something So I need you to understand wise. something. I need you to understand something. My husband's cousins do this. Oh, do they? But there's one prize in the very middle of it. Uh Uh-huh. First off, they get creative with the wrapping. Oh, do they? There's been duct tape. There's been um, cardboard. There's been all different types of wrappers. There's been cellophane. There's been foil. You name it. We've had it. Um, And what we've learned from this is that me and my mother-in-law, me and my mother-in-law are the most violent. I'm not the surprised. most violent. One, um, I'm not surprised by you, but two, I may have accidentally punched my husband one time. I'm also he got not, in my way. I'm not surprised <laughs> by your mother-in-law. I I've, I've worked with that woman. I have worked beside her for two you can, years. You may not be surprised by it, but to see it is something else. Oh, I would love for that. Give me tickets, please. <laughs> we'll start. <laughs> my father-in-law, he'll be trying like having a side conversation. And it'll get for him to roll the dice. And my mother-in-law will start yelling, you need to roll the dice. And he's like, oh, oh, it's my turn. And he's going to roll the dice. And she'll just start yelling. It's so competitive. Oh, God. It's violent and it's so much fun. We do that at Thanksgiving and at Christmas. So it, it kind of, it it varies. And yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of what our Thanksgiving is going to be. What I'm most excited about is the day after Thanksgiving. And it's not for what you might think, which people are like, oh, Black Friday. Black Friday. Huh? Nope. I don't care about Black Friday. I don't participate in Black Friday. I don't want to deal with that crowd, that bullshit of violence. It's not for me. Instead, I'm getting another tattoo. Which I'm really excited. Okay, so this tattoo was not Tattoos. intended. I, I really was only supposed to get the one on my arm, which is the sword with the ivy and the bee. Mm-hmm. I was only supposed to get that one, and then I was going to be good for a little bit. 
Unfortunately, as I shared in the previous episode, we had to say goodbye to one of our fur children, Alistair. Um, He was definitely my baby boy. Like, he was, like, my everything. He loved to cuddle. He was a talker. Like, I loved him when his tail wagged. Like, he was everything. So, I will be getting a tattoo of his nose print. Um, and the artist who did my sword, I'm going to see if they can kind of color it in such a way because he had a tendency of licking his nose kind of like a pink, like raw almost. So it had like this pink look to it. Um, I'm going to see if they can possibly try and color it to like match that as much as possible. That's going to be so much fun. I'm really excited and I need to make sure to bring the nose print that the vet gave us um, before they sent him off to go get cremated um, which I'm super appreciative of. Yes. Like because we really we asked you know like we know it's not it's an it's not a normal request but is there any way that we can get like his paw print or his nose print type deal. Um, We got his paw print but it's in a ceramic wasn't really what I was hoping for, but the vet was super duper nice and like made sure to get us two different nose prints of his. Aww. So I'm going to use one of those and I'm going to get that done. And because I'm not sure placement and I like the artist that I'm going to is such a sweetheart and is so willing and accommodating just in such ways, I'm going to be able to play around on placement. I have an idea. I just don't know if I want to go with that until I actually see it. So yeah, that that's what I'm excited for it's not thanksgiving it's the day after thanksgiving but that's so exciting though and then we're gonna end up having our like desiree wants us to get drunk on saturday so we'll see how that goes she gets so mad at me because i'm like y'all can get drunk i'll have some drinks and i'll be there and i'll have fun but i will make sure that y'all don't kill each other or kill yourselves in the process and she's like fine we won't drink we'll just have scrabble i'm like you can drink i don't care what you do I'm just not someone who goes out and gets drunk. I've done that life and I'm not about it anymore. And that's okay. We have passed that point. Exactly. But if you want to do it, that is your life. And I will be there to make sure you don't hurt yourself. Exactly. We're all going to have fun. It's going to be great. But either way, like, I'm just excited about it. Because that was the other thing that I was going to say that I was grateful for. It's just all of you girls. So to give our audience some background, we always talk about our girlfriends on here what it is is there's a group of five of us me and our friend christina kind of started us off we met our senior year of high school which y'all the stories y'all said is y'all started off hating we hated each other other? well no christina will yell at me if i don't tell this correctly she will because she does i hated her she did not hate me she was dating a guy that i liked it was a whole thing it was a whole thing I, I look, look at it this way. I kept her. We got rid of the guy. There you go. It's I say this in a loving manner because he's still like one of our friends. We haven't talked to him really in years. But honestly, if I were to see him today, like he'd still be a good friend. Yeah. So I'm like, no, no shame to the guy or anything. But I kept her. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's a win-win. Exactly. So I met her over time. Like we became really, really close. And then I met our other two friends, Desiree and Alexis, like freshman year towards the end of it. And then I met you through church, through church, and through my chaotic husband. Yeah, which that one is also still hilarious to me because (laughs) we weren't supposed to be friends, and it was kind of more of like he was friend, best friends with my husband, and so I was cordial and was like, yeah, we'll go to like church events Mm -hmm. because we were attending church a little bit more regularly and trying to be involved. And I was trying to find a home in the church, which now I realize that I just 
It just wasn't for you. It just wasn't for me. It's okay. Um, And so we would do church events with the college group, which is hilarious because my husband wasn't in college. I was the one in college. And yet we like... He gets roped in. He's gotten to participate in so many things purely Y'all because of Y'all were of college me. age, so it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of how I got to know you. You yeah. and I clicked whenever you <laughs> displayed my, the violence. I f- so I didn't know how to flirt, okay? So my we way of flirting was by threatening my now husband, then not even boyfriend, with a knife. Yep. And he rolled with it. So we're married now. It worked out. And you have but a kid. Taylor thought it was amazing. And she oh. was like, this is my person. This is my kind of energy. <laughs> like, it really, truly was one of those moments of like, this is my person. Yes. Like, oh my gosh, did I really just find a bestie? So you so, and I were yes. hanging out a little bit more. And then you and I decided to get lunch on campus, Mm -hmm. which you got yours for free and I had to pay for mine. And that's where Lexus and Desiree came into the picture. I'm not like they they are already aware of this. I have shared this. (laughs) But the first time I met them in my brain, I really was going, (laughs) are they a couple? No. (laughs) But are they a couple? No. They are platonic, they are platonic soulmates. Yes. They love each other. They are married at heart, but they're platonic. Yeah. There's <laughs> there's no like actual like romantic relationship with the between the two of them. They're just they're just like yeah. They're platonic best friends. Yeah. Like and they, you can platonically love someone and everything like that. Yeah. So um, I will forever say they're my favorite couple that I ship that will never happen. And that's yeah. okay. Um, and then Christina started coming around, which is hilarious because Christina. Christina didn't live on campus, which is why she didn't. She was in Dallas. Yeah, exactly. And drove to college. Which is why it took y'all longer to get to know each yes, other. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because she lived in Dallas and would commute to school here. And even when we did mention him, which was also hilarious, she would always talk about her boyfriend, her partner, Brandon, which the three of us All did, of our not, friends, did not think I, existed. I knew he existed. I had met them. She had been talking about this guy for years and none of them had ever met them. So they were insistent. This man does not No, exist. he did not. Charity's he, just playing along with this. Because he didn't have a social media. Let's he doesn't also, do social media. He doesn't do social media. So it's not he, like He doesn't could, exist on the grid. Okay? Like so there was no way we could like verify that this person actually existed. Other than believing your friends telling you that he did exist. And then I met him and I was like, holy he does he exist. He does exist. What? <laughs> they do exist. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so and so now it's just like the five of us over time, you would have expected, you know, after high school, after college, with life, with kids, with families being made and with careers starting, that people would fall apart. Oh my gosh, we've managed and to get closer. We've gotten closer. I mean, we've had one friend literally live in another country for years. Three. She lived in other states. We've yep. all lived hours apart. And despite it, we've only gotten closer throughout the years. Yep. All of our children see each other as, see us as aunts. They see each other as cousins. Like, this is our family. And that's something that I'm really grateful for. I am too. Because growing up, like, I had friends. And, like, I had some close friends in high school. But this is, like, a family that I've never really had of... Like, I have my family, I love my family, but I know that I can go to y'all 
No when I'm completely judgment. losing my mind and get no judgment, get no, oh, well, you're acting just like this person. Or, well, oh, well, you know, that's probably because of this or because of this. Y'all will just listen yep. and let me rant and then try to be there for me. Yeah. And I'm really grateful for that. And, you know, we have a chat that we call the blood of the covenant. Well, it's so much. <laughs> it's, it's way longer than that. Actually, it's like. It's the whole phrase. It's is it the whole phrase? It's the whole phrase. We just see blood of the covenant but, most. Let me hold on. I'm like looking this up. Or did we just shorten it? I think we just shortened we it. We just shortened it to blood of the covenant. But yeah, the entire phrase is the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. And it's actually it's a much older quote than yes, I realized. It's, it's like very old. Older than Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. And it's military based, which is also something I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know that one. So it was military based because they would say it when you know, military men had been on the battlefield. They were like the blood of the covenant, which basically meant um, it, it was forged by standing with your fellows in battle is thicker than that of water, which meant connections to birth or family members. It's ah. thicker than the water of the womb. So basically everything that you go through in life all of the traumas, all of the battles, all of the scars that you endure has only brought us closer together and in ways has made us be able to better understand each other than sometimes it, even our family can understand. Honestly, yeah, I would agree with that. Like, And I love that because it describes us perfectly. And I'm incredibly thankful for like the, the bonds that we've built yes. and the group that we have because like you said, like the kids see us as aunts. Yeah. Like I just walked into y'all's I house today. I love this. And your yeah. son was just like, Hi, Aunt Tay-Tay. Yeah. Like, he has no idea that there's a difference in his relationship with you than there is with my brother. Like, he knows, like, that's his Uncle Jay and you're yeah. his, his Aunt Tay-Tay. And, like, eventually he'll come to understand that, you know, my brother is actually my brother. You're not actually my blood sister, but I call you my sister yeah. because... We've been through enough at we, this point. Yeah. And so it's just one of those of I'm really grateful for that because it has provided extra family for my son. It's provided comfort for me. I'm able to see like my husband with you, but also with the men in this group, your yes. husband, oh our friend's gosh. life partner. Oh like my it's gosh. really nice to see all of them together and look, see like our I, girl friendship has brought together these men. And I it's look, just so much fun. I look forward to seeing all of them I'm looking forward to all of the guys being dads and just seeing them all interact. Oh, the chaos of the dad dates is going to be adorable. Because here's the thing. Like, Brandon is just like my husband. They get along <laughs> so well. I love it. And then you have Matt and Daniel, who have been best friends They're since, They're the exact like, opposite, though. They are, but they've been best friends since, like, they could crawl, yeah. pretty much. Because um, they grew up in the same church together. Mm-hmm. They went to the same school together. Like, they know each other very, very well. Um, but I have heard the stories of the that they got themselves into um so i am but it's hilarious because then you have daniel and brandon that are both i wouldn't say helicopter dads maybe a little bit with brandon but it's just one of those they're very overprotective like in a good way but like daniel is afraid when he sees alex wobbling on something or climbing up on something that he probably shouldn't and like i get it because no he shouldn't be doing those things yes he can get hurt but also in my mind is He's a boy. He'll bounce. Worst case scenario, we'll go get him some stitches. It'll be fine. Yep. I don't want to do those things. I would rather him be perfectly safe and in a bubble and never, ever experience pain or hurt. But also, 
he's a boy, that's kind of what's going to happen. Yep. <laughs> so it's funny to watch the parenting style between the men. And then me and Christina with our children, we're just kind of like, we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm going to be that parent, too. Yeah. Like, I already know I'm going to be that parent. So you're going to have all the men in the corner just, like, w- trying to bubble wrap and make sure that the children are okay. And know. all the women are just like, watch mm, them bounce. <laughs> no. So here's the thing. I don't foresee my husband being a helicopter dad. Really? No. Um, I no, he's going to be the one tying them up to the truck so that way they can do roadkill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, as they get older, Daniel will partake in that even more. Because here's the thing. It's here's the toddler the, stage that makes him nervous. Here's the thing. Because my husband has told me a story. They used to live in a house here. And in the backyard, there was this tree house that was built. And there was a pool nearby. And um, my father-in-law would stand in the doorway and both my husband and his brother would try and push Bill into the pool. However, Bill was using the window on the second story to see the reflection. So he would always get out of the way just in time for them to like go into the pool. From the second story? Yeah. They're fine. Um, there's so, there's so many stories. That was the most laid back reaction. They were fine. They fell from two stories up. They were fine. It's fine. There was an adult. Everything's fine. There, there was were, an adult present when they fell two there stories. Was an, they're fine. There was an adult present. <laughs> they were fine. There's so many. There's so many stories. So many stories that my father-in-law I was present it. for. And I, your husband can attest to this. So yeah, um, that's, that's what I... My husband is not going to be a helicopter dad. He's going to... Um, safely allow them to test their limits and that's that is the type of parent i am i will safely watch from a distance and try to gauge when i should actually we'll see step in so right now my anxiety tells me i'd be the helicopter parent but if i'm on good drugs and i work through all of my then i might end up being the parent who's just like "Eh, yeah see the drugs definitely help me that's for sure oh my gosh approved drugs approved therapeutic drugs i like how you have to like almost give a psa like don't do i'm not talking about meth i i don't even do marijuana okay i take it's because marijuana kills you that's true again that allergy (laughs) if you i I can't do squat i would love (laughs) i would love to be able to do that but i would prefer you to stay alive no i like to i like breathing thank you that's fair um i take escitalopram and it's very very healing (laughs) so i know that you mentioned you know you're grateful you know from unfortunately your dad passing and just kind of the lessons i'm not fortunate that that he passed i said unfortunately (laughs) i said unfortunately (laughs) i thought you said i know that you know you're fortunate and grateful that your dad passed and i'm like no (laughs) unfortunately unfortunately my dad passed anyways yes And you said that you're thankful for our girlfriends because yes. they're our sisters and the reality of it. And they're all going to hear this. And we love you guys. I feel like we're still going to get from them. So uh, 100%. We'll see. That's the that's their entire goal in life. <laughs> yeah, Desiree keeps saying that there's too many podcasts. And yet she still loves us. She loves us and she listens. That's and we're they, grateful. That's all that matters. Um, I will also throw in my next uh, grateful thing is um, I'm thankful for my job. 
Yes. I today was a really good day. I found out some really good things. I've been at my current employer for about six months, actually over six months now. Yeah. I hit my six month mark there. I'm super excited. I'm Woo. a project coordinator working to be a project manager and I'm just incredibly thankful that I have had really crappy jobs that didn't actually encourage or foster growth or further education or would call me out on my whenever I need be I appreciate that I have leaders that are incredibly transparent um it's hectic it's stressful but like it's the first time where I'm like I'm okay with all of the drama because I know where I fall. And so I'm like really thankful. I'm thankful that I have coworkers who are very encouraging of therapy. Yes. <laughs> like <laughs> I was talking to one of them and then um, inventory mom showed up and uh, the one I was talking to, she's like, yeah, we're all fans of therapy, right, mom? As she's walking up, she's like, yes, we're pro-therapy. <laughs> And like threw her arm up and everything. Like pro therapy. Pro therapy here. And I'm Get like, Get that yes. help. Because <laughs> um, you know, she was just like, I now that I have therapy, she's like, why didn't I start this sooner? Why didn't I start this decade sooner? Right. I mean, that's when you get a good therapist yes. that will listen to you, that will understand you, and that will help call you out and like help you to focus on things. Therapy is the way to go. So I'm I'm thankful for um my all of that stuff because you know even a year ago I didn't have that I was in a very toxic work environment it, there was no sustainable growth it was constantly demeaning in some form of fashion while words were never spoken it was still like the uh, business practices yeah. that they did still kind of gave that demeaning kind of feeling it was very unhealthy it was incredibly unhealthy and then also being screamed and yelled at by annoying customers um and i'm gonna freely say that retail is not for everyone customer service and any person who's rude to a customer service person can get throat punched (laughs) just there's an entire reason why i stopped working in customer service i work 100 in the back rooms now i don't even have to talk to customers at all over the phone if we have a question about a customer transaction we tell the branch to call them yeah and i'm like i i refuse to ever have to deal with a customer again because they're just mean they are they have no understanding of what actually has to go on in the background they think that they're just entitled and guess what the customer is not always right no they're not they're not but i'm i'm grateful to be able to work in a type of environment that has coworkers that are very encouraging as such things as therapy mm-hmm. and getting your mental health in check because it's really important. I appreciate the fact that not only do I have a senior manager, but a director who has seen all of the stuff that I've done and have constantly said time and time again, like we appreciate everything you've done. You're doing really, really well. You've gone above and beyond what your actual job duty has been because you've stepped up where we kind of needed extra help without even being asked. I'm just kind of like, hey, I see you're struggling. What can I do to assist on this? And go from there. And then also the fact that they're really trying to help continue my education because right now I got my basic 23 hours of just uh, project management hours of training. And now it's the next step, which is the CAPM exam which is the certified assistant project manager exam i might they're investing in they you. are investing in me because and that's so great that's a 300 hundred dollar exam that and you don't have to pay for i most likely won't have to pay for and then the reading materials that i found 
there's three different books that have been recommended and encouraged from the program who does this exam. That's going to be about $100. And then I also found like prep courses that I could do. So I did a whole bunch of research into, okay, what are the next steps? And then I shared it to my senior manager and he's in the process of seeing what needs to be done to kind of help get the ball rolling on that. that so I probably so won't start that until 2024, which is like right around but the, the corner. But the fact is you have a um, job that sees how good you do, mm-hmm. the effort that you put in, they want to invest in you so that way you'll They're be able to, to do more rate. for you. Exactly. And like, You've never had this. No. I've been with you for the past 10 years. I've seen the jobs that you've worked mm-hmm. and you have never loved a job the way that you love this one. Oh, yeah. So you put so much effort into it because you see also the effort that they're putting into yeah, you. Yeah, it's I've always been a huge advocate of if a company is willing to invest their time and energy into me and help foster and continue my growth and education, I'm going to give the same back. I'm yeah. going to give 110% because you're taking the time to appreciate me for everything mm-hmm. I'm going to do. So I'm going to do the exact same thing back. If I need to throw in extra hours somewhere, you bet your butt I'm going to be there. Yeah. I'm going to throw those extra hours. And I've actually had to work a few Saturday days because of a project that we're working on. Yeah, but and I they, was happy to do it. Yeah, and they found ways to reward those that were able to work those extra mm-hmm. hours. And I mean, that's a huge thing for me too. I love my job because out of all the jobs that I've ever worked, and I've worked for some really good companies. You have. This one's the best one this you've worked for. This one has gone above and beyond for their employees they take such good care of us and I'm just like I I don't ever see myself working anywhere else by choice because they're just they're too good for me and or too good to me and so if they do all of this to treat me well I'm gonna do just that much better in my job one to make sure that my job is secure yep but two because I want to make sure that this company continues to do well. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at too. It would have to take something pretty drastic for me to not have a job tomorrow. But with that being said, I also know that I have proven myself enough that at the very least, I feel comfortable and confident enough to believe that my senior manager would just take me with him to somewhere else there you go um because he still has connections and stuff like that so it's i'm incredibly thankful for this i never thought i would get to this point honestly a year ago i thought i was going to be stuck at like i went to school with this degree and i'm never going to use it i'm going to be stuck in dead-end jobs because i can't find anything better and then things happen for a reason and it has landed me in this current position that did not exist a year ago I'm just it like I the day I applied for this job was the yeah. day that they opened it up. It took a month for them to call me back. But, but they you were did looking. It. You did it in like a, you know, I'm not qualified for this at all, but I'm just going to do it. And they called you back and yes. you sh- you went for it. And I it did. worked out and, and it was great. It and was I'm so great happy for you. Because my senior manager is the one who interviewed me and he kind of has like his own personal test to see if it's going to work or not. And he asked me questions and the way I answered them, he's he said it was like, he's even told me, he's like, it's like you were reading my mind. Like That's the, answers, amazing. the answers you were giving was like you were reading my mind. And I can't help but go, how are people answering these questions before? Because I feel like this is common sense. Okay. Like, well, that's why you got the job, though. That's why you got the job. Like, whoo-wee. 
Well, humans, we hope that you enjoyed another episode and find time to reflect on everything you're grateful for this season. If you have any plans this year, take the time to just be, sit back and take it all in. The laughter, the gathering, the food, obviously. All the food. Whether it's with family or friends, or if you're having to work to support your family, remember to look for joy and find something to be grateful for. Yes. And if any of our listeners would like to send in what they're grateful for this year or a fun holiday tradition, please feel free to share those with us at theunstablebrew at gmail.com. We promise to read all the emails and share any that may fit into a future episode. If you would also like to share your story but remain anonymous, simply let us know and we will be sure to honor your request. And additionally, if you would like to share with us a story simply to share but not have it shared on a future episode, please feel free to do that as well. Simply let us know that the email is for venting purposes only and to not be shared on the show. We will respect your request because you're important and boundaries matter, people. Boundaries. All the walls. (laughs) (laughs) If you would like to follow us on social media, we are available on instagram and tiktok under the unstable brew we will often be posting promo videos and extra fun content on these platforms and remember we are available for your listening pleasure or Or displeasure displeasure on spotify and apple podcast please like share and download to your heart's content and we will be back next time with more unstable content Bye. bye